Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. All right, welcome back to MBS Fitness Radio. I am here with a good friend and member of the gym, Jeff Roberts. Say hey, Jeff. Hey, what's up? <laughs> when did you when did you first join MBS Fitness? February of 2020. Okay. What kind of kicked that off? What inspired you to 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 come to the gym and check it out? Um, I was sitting at my desk one day at church and um I was breathing heavily. Okay. I was getting out of breath when I tied my shoes. Yep. And I was sitting there wondering like what I was doing with myself. <laughs> I have three kids. I work with teenagers. Yeah. And so like I want to be able to play. Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of have to be able to play. Yeah. I play a lot of <laughs> basketball, play a lot of dodgeball, and I want to be good. Yeah. I want to beat these kids. Yeah, 100%. Okay, how'd you find out about MBS? Like what, uh, I know my, did you know my mom and dad at that point? No, no clue. Okay, cool. Um, I began researching like crazy. Like okay. I knew I didn't want to do a big box gym because mm-hmm. I had done it before. Yeah. And I just paid $10 a month to some company that I never saw. Yeah. Um, so I began to think about what I needed. Uh, I need accountability. I need somebody to tell me what to do correctly. Yeah. And so I began researching. I, I, I think I wound up narrowing it down to three gyms, MBS being one. And MBS was the one that responded the most, not with like cheesy, like uh, corny follow-ups Yeah, yeah. that seemed very generic. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. But they actually, it was more Angie or Cakey reaching out to me saying, hey, following up from yesterday, did you talk to your wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's how I narrowed my process down. And it had everything I needed, yep. which was most important to me, and everything I wanted Very cool. in a gym. So, Did you say you started in 2019? 2020. Or 2020. So you started yeah. like right before the pandemic. Yeah, I got yeah. through on-ramp, which was on, it was on-ramp at the time. And as soon as I got through that, I think I made it through one week of classes. Yeah. And no. that was it. Okay. <laughs> so then I worked out in my garage for a summer. Yeah, yeah. That was... Uh, it's you and I had Rachel on the podcast and she, she did her kickstarts virtually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which I was like, oh man, like <laughs> I, I forgot that. Like that was like a, a memory I tried to put in the back of my head and, and never pull forward again. Same. The whole, uh, <laughs> virtual fiasco that was, uh, that was uh, COVID. Well, cool. Um, so when you first came to the gym, <clears throat> Your you just had the goals of kind of like just being better shape, general fitness. General fitness, uh, that was my main concern is just losing weight. Yeah, that's all I cared about, which I needed to. Yeah, uh, and then as I got here, it began to shift. Uh, I was I still wanted to lose weight first and foremost, but I at the same time I wanted to get muscle. Yeah, and I noticed it starting to come on. Yeah, yeah. So I, we weren't doing level method then. No, yeah, we started that. In I don't know what we were doing doing box programming i just knew i couldn't get anything on the board okay (laughs) talk about kind of what that kind of intro experience was like maybe some of the the lessons that you learned kind of when you first come in because i I think a lot of people they have this they have a very general idea like i need to be in better shape but it's hard for them to really kind of put that into 
um, specifics. Right. So, you know, I think for, for me coming in, I was really worried about just everybody else in the class. Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to be a, a guy in here doing body weight stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know what body weight stuff was. I just knew that I looked weak, but at the same time I'm sitting there going, okay, everybody, we all scale. Yeah. We can all learn. And this is how we start. Yeah. And eventually one day I'll get to where I want to be. Yeah. Um, but getting started and asking a ton of questions, yeah. that was huge for me. Yeah. Uh, when I ask questions, it, one, it helps me get better, but it also keeps me safer. Yeah. And so that was huge for me because when I first started, my lower back was a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, As it is for most people. I mean, like your back's not used to doing anything but sitting and laying, you know? Yeah. Like I, I couldn't even finish a 400 meter run without my back hurting. Yeah. Um, so asking a ton of questions, talking, being in the noon class was huge because like every coach was there. <laughs> and yeah. so I really learned a lot yeah. just being in that class with all of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, a lot of people, like I've had people, heard people say like, well, I need to get in shape before I go to the gym or they're like, I'm not ready for that type of training yet. And I think that's, um, a misconception that that's actually keeps people from actually getting better is like, no, like our gym is full of people who are at every process of it. (laughs) And you're going to, you're going to be in a class with people who are starting just like you. You're going to be with people who have never worked out before. You're going to be with people who have worked out off on and on. You can be with people who are, you know, three months into their journey, three years into their journey, 30 years into their journey. Mm-hmm. You get to be kind of part of like, you get it. I like that because you get to see kind of that, that whole process. Yeah. And so if you can be like, I mean, for some people, yeah, you're going to walk in and you'd be like, well, I'm definitely not there yet. That, that person's way up there. But then there's another person who's like, ah, they're like six months ahead of me. Like, okay, cool. I can see myself doing what they're going to, what they're currently doing. And then when you get to that point, you get to look back and, you know, someone else is just joined the gym and you can be like, hey, look, I remember my first day too, you know, and I, this is where I started and this is kind of how the process went for me. So you get to kind of be part of that full journey where you can show people um, where you've been, but you can also see kind of where you're going, which I like. Yeah, definitely. And I think my journey, it began when I started, of course, then we had virtual time. Then even after virtual time, um, and we came back, I struggled with getting here still. Yeah. And my journey shifted when I just, one night I told my wife, I said, hey, I'm going to 5 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to see what happens. And that was it. That changed the trajectory of everything. Talk about that because, you know, um, a a lot of our clients are kind of, uh, you know, people in their, their, their middle age or they've got kids and they're, they're busy at their jobs and they've just got busy schedules. And then a lot of times, you know, they'll, they'll kind of, they have a hard time seeing a path through all that. I'm just too busy. I don't have any time to get the gym, which I kind of like to tell people like, if you're a business professional with kids, you're probably not going to do it midday. Cause you'd be working. You're probably not going to do it after. Because after work, because you're going to have your, your family, your time you're going to get it in is in the morning. So talk about that transition and kind of on how you work through it. Because I think that's hard for people to kind of be like, I got to wake up and be at the gym at five. And then kind of the results you've gotten. Yeah. Um, 
that was a random shift for me. Um, I think forcing myself to get up at 4 a.m. was the was a way to get my day started out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Now it's comfortable, but it wasn't for about a week or two. Yeah. And I remember telling you, and you're like, the first week's going to be rough. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> but I did it, and then I realized, okay, this is it for me because three kids, three small kids, yep. um, full-time job. I'm a seminary student. Yep. When I was coming at noon, somebody could come up to my office at 1130. And next thing I know, it's 1215, 1230 before they leave. Yep. Uh, and so getting getting in here at 5 a.m., has really just opened up my day drastically. Like yeah. this morning, I left here at, I don't know, 6.45, and I had two hours before anybody got to work, yeah, yeah. and I got so much work done. Yeah. You start your day before everyone else. Exactly. Yeah. And after this, I'm going home. Yeah. Because I got to work so early. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the first week's tough just because you're just really just transitioning your sleep, and that's yeah. just the tough part. But, like, once once you transition your sleep schedule – it's not too bad. I mean, you just you just gotta go to bed earlier. Exactly. Yep. And it's not, and well, okay. What was that like? Like, did you have to? How did you shift that? Like, with your family and like, what what were you doing beforehand that you stopped doing to go to bed earlier or whatnot? So I would now I don't eat or drink anything after eight because if I do, I won't be able to go to bed when I want. Yeah. But prior to my five a.m. Um, classes, I was going to bed. I don't know eleven or twelve. Yeah, doing schoolwork. From nine to bedtime, mm. usually I'd get yeah. the kids asleep, go downstairs and do schoolwork. Yeah, I'd wake up the next morning just dead, exhausted, go to work, pretty much do more schoolwork there yeah. or church work. Uh, and so I cut that out and I'd get out of my kids' rooms by nine mm-hmm. and just come straight downstairs and say, I'm going to bed. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. At nine o'clock, uh, nine to nine thirty, I better be in bed. Yeah. If not, I just my mentality says up oh, morning shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, I bet ninety percent of the week I'm in bed between nine and nine thirty. Yeah. Just so I can get up at four and be normal. Yeah, hundred um, percent. How do you feel having transitioned to like doing physical stuff first thing in the morning? Well, my day, I feel much better as physically, mentally, Mm -hmm. because my eating schedule is normal. Yeah. Um, Because I can eat a normal breakfast at a normal time, and then I can eat a snack late in the morning and then lunch at a normal time instead of two o'clock. Because I was too scared to eat before I worked out when I was coming at noon. I just was terrified. Yeah. Um, Now I know I probably could have done it realistically and been fine. But uh, so, yeah, mentally and my energy is um, way better, at least in the morning. That's always been my productive part of the day anyway. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just super productive. Yeah. Yeah. I um I do train at the 12 o'clock class, but I do like a little 30 minute thing every morning. Um, it's nothing like crazy hard. It may be like some foot exercises and bike for 20 minutes. <clears throat> but I find that starting my day with physical activity is is a a significant energy boost mm-hmm. more like um it, it is the transition from tra- like being asleep to like being awake and ready to rock and roll uh more so than like caffeine whatever like 
bump me through that. Oh yeah. And I just have, uh, my mind is clear. I've kind of, um, I've, I've, my, my mind is clear. I've, I've, my body's awake. My, my energy levels are high and it's like, okay, now I'm ready to rock and ready roll. to go. Yeah. Like I'll be yawning there and warm up. And up until like the clock starts. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, like the rest of the morning, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. That's cool. What, uh, can I go through some of like your big, um, achievements since you started, like the things that kind of stick out in your mind, maybe some first or like body weight goals you've hit, all that kind of stuff. Well, it, it only took me two years. I, well, I, when I joined nutrition, mm-hmm. that made a huge difference. Yeah. I, Brandon taught me a ton of stuff. And then I, I started with Angie as well and practical and technical stuff blending together. Yeah. Um, just by eating nutritious, my body weight has completely changed. And then with the strength work on top of it, I think my last nutrition check-in a month ago, I had dropped nine pounds of body fat in nice. 30 days. Nice. Um, and gained three and a half pounds of muscle. Thank you. I think that's my biggest one. Okay. Uh, that's awesome. But I think my biggest highlight is doing all the the Murph. Yeah. Uh, the stuff we've done outside of here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just doing stuff like that. You would have never caught me doing that yeah. three years ago. And being here probably four to five days a week. Yeah. So just the, the consistency and being able to look at it and say, like, like this is who I am now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it is. I mean, I bet I, bet I don't go a day without talking like mentioning the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny. Why do you think that is? I think it just had, one, I got, f- my friends are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're right. It has to be, it's, a, it's who I am now. Yeah. And like when I'm out of town, like last week I was out of town, I'm texting the 5 a.m. group on Wednesday saying, I'm going to do this workout in this terrible fitness center of a hotel. <laughs> and I mean, I'd used an elliptical and a treadmill. Yep. And, a, and I think that was it. And I did it. Yeah. But being able to just talk with these guys and you and, and everybody else that I see. Yeah, I think um, you know, there's like a joke that's been like, how do you know someone does CrossFit? Just wait, they'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but the, um, the way kind of I describe it is like, I talk about what I care about. Yeah. You know, and what I'm passionate about. <clears throat> and, um, I do think there's something behind the bonds that are created through, you know, discomfort and effort that are, I say that having, um, I played sports my whole life, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I never really had any friends outside of those situations. Like it was, um, any, any bond that was made, outside of some type of like collective effort just it it, it was it, it wasn't sticky enough yeah you know uh and there's just something and i think that's inherent in human nature i mean it's it's what allows us to accomplish these things that that we as as communities accomplish right um and so um like like why do I talk about it? Why, why do you, why do we bring it up all the time? It's like, well, it, it's something I'm passionate about and it's what brings energy and livelihood to my life. Oh, for um, sure. You know, yeah, it's, um, it's the friendships I make having done something hard and like looked at each other and go, God, that was terrible. 
I'll see you tomorrow. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you have that collective experience that you can now share forever. Like, remember that time we did? And um, I think it's very, you know, I think the ability to, I think bonds are built being able to kind of like share those like memories to bring them back up and talk about them. Um, I think that's very good for the human psyche. And I think it's important for human connection because like um, anytime I get back with any of my friends, I played college football with, even though I haven't talked to them for, for years, we're all we're like, you get back and you instantly like, Oh, I'm back. I'm back in our group. Yeah. And I, like you can have those. Oh, remember when we did this? I remember practice was like that. And like in the moment it sucked. Oh yeah. But you look back at it with like fond fondness. Right. And like a good memory. And I just think of like our, 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 our physical challenge we did in January. <laughs> yeah. It sucked. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. But like, if you ask any of those guys there, Hey, talk about it. They're, they're going to talk about it with fondness. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, um, and I think, one of the reasons that we talk about it is like you're trying to bring people into that fold. And then you can, when you talk to someone who doesn't have that, you, I mean, it, it's, it's quite easy to see someone who doesn't have that physical release. They don't have that stress relief. They don't have that sense of I'm doing something positive. They don't have that sense of bond, mm-hmm. you know, and, I mean, it's a, it's a very being on this side of it. It's very clear. You know, you're like, Oh, you're missing something major right in your life right now. And so like, you, you'll talk about it and, and like, um, and that you sound crazy to them. He's like, no, it was awesome. Like, we jumped in 36 degree water and we were out there for like an hour. Like some dude almost passed out because he was hyperthermic. And then we, sh- we were shaking for 30 minutes and people were like, what? This sounds miserable. Um, but you can tell like, because that's absent in their life, what they're, they're just, um, it's like being on antidepressants. Hmm. It's like most people's lives and I think this is why so many people are on antidepressants, is it's just this even kill, nothing high, nothing low. And the problem with that is if you're never experiencing that low, that discomfort, that difficulty, that uh, pain, that you can never experience the flip of that. Right. And it's like I I like to use the example of like cold water tastes totally different in 105 degree heat after you've like done Murph. Oh, for sure. You know, like <laughs> if I gave you just if, like sitting in a, a air conditioned room and I give you a glass of ice water, you're like, mm, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, my water's okay right now. But if it's 105 and you've been outside in the heat and you've just been working hard and then you have it, it's like, oh my gosh, that tastes so good. And so, um, I, what, what, what I see when I hear people talking of it in a fond way or constantly bringing it up is because like, your experiences are elevated to this high level of emotion that like excites you, makes you happy. And you want to bring other people into it. Like I did this awesome thing and it made me so happy and it made me feel so great, you know? And, but the reason for that is because like you did something that 
was difficult and painful, you know? Right. Um, so I think that's like, when I asked you like, why do you talk about it? When people are like, why do you always talk? Like, why are you always thinking about this? Like, I'm sure you do. Like, like I do is every Sunday you're like, what's the workouts this week? Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Well, at least the like, next day. Yeah, yeah. the next yeah. day you're like, what's the workout? Ooh, that's going to suck. Okay. Uh, and you're like, oh, you're yeah. kind of like preparing yourself for it. It's just like your daily, like every day somewhat revolves around this thing that you're going to do the next morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like a major part of your life every single day. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's going to suck. Yeah. But the rest of the day will be better. Yeah, exactly. Get the hardest part done. I love it. Um, talk about some of the friendships you, that, that you've built, like... How has that impacted your life or, you know, uh, maybe some of the, the, the differences between doing something like this versus being in a big box commercial gym? Well, having done the big box commercial gym and gone in there by myself, not said a word to anybody, even people working there, <laughs> just walked out and went home. Like, there's there's just nothing to that. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing I want there. Yeah. But coming here, like I can come at 5 a.m., 6, 12, or at night yeah. and know somebody in the class, yep. give each other a hard time, talk about how much this sucks, <laughs> and be on we, – we all have this like – we're like-minded in yeah. the sense that we all want to put ourselves through this together. Yeah. And, you know, being in – when I joined the 5 a.m., I didn't know a soul in that class. Yeah. Uh, and – I would work out in the corner. I mean, I I think I knew a couple of folks just from seeing them. Were the was it the the mighty men created by that point? No. Okay. We that got created. I don't know who created it, but it just showed up one day, and now it's this ongoing everyday group text. I know it was Andy. I mean, like a hundred percent is Andy. <laughs> like I, I, like I don't know that. Like, no one has told me that, but just knowing Andy, that's that's how I know who did it. <laughs> I can see Andy or Daniel. Daniel uh, too, yeah, yeah. So yeah. but yeah, that that's an ongoing thing. And I mean, we're all talking every day. Yeah. Whether it's giving each other a hard time about the workout, missing, yeah. um, whatever it is. And it's a lot of fun. Like I, I crack up in the middle of meetings sometimes because yeah. somebody <laughs> says something ridiculous. But we we're in there every morning together, yeah. suffering, encouraging one yeah. another fist bumping one another and then we recover together too yeah, yeah. afterwards and that's been a huge thing yeah so it's been fun too watching us suffer under the hands of cheyenne or in the sauna <laughs> or in the cold tub yeah this should be fixed here soon awesome. um very cool uh okay so you're you just kind of went through your second year yeah yeah, yeah. just hit, just hit your two-year anniversary and um <clears throat> So, uh, and then the second year or first year through level method. Yeah. So talk about like some of your now future goals. Like um, I think a little bit of kind of the first process. It's just, you're just kind of like drinking water through a fire hose. It's just like a little bit. It's just like, uh, let me just survive. My goal, like you said, is like, I'm trying to just go to the gym and eat better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But now you've kind of been exposed to it. You've got level method, which, you know, gives you a, a very clear, um, a very, very clear analysis of like your current levels and then what you want to go, like, what are your future goals? Well, I want to keep moving my colors up. Yep. Um, so 
when I joined, when, when I knew I could continue to grow and achieve my goals was when I deadlifted 400. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, I can really do this. Yeah. Yeah. And so after I did that, I, there's a, I got a video of it somewhere. It was a long time ago. It's like, man, I'm going to do this. Yep. And so now like in the future, I want to continue to build my weight up yep. on, on the bar. Um, and most of all, continue to gain muscle and drop all this fat. Yeah. yeah. And, but I'm, the only way I'm going to do that is if I'm coming here. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. yeah. Or participating in random things we do on the weekends or whatever it may be. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's one of my main goals. But my, I think my primary goal is to just stay consistent. I mean, if I don't see results on the in body one month, okay, that's, I did something. Yeah. I need to look back on this month. Okay. This is what I did wrong. Let's fix it. Just keep coming. Just stay consistent. As long as I don't go the opposite way, I'm, yeah. I'm going to feel good. Yeah. What's been the kind of the biggest takeaways from, for nutrition? The practice meat and vegetables. Okay. Like I try, I mean, I eat my carbs, you know, every morning and in, in the afternoon I have some, but the practicality of like frozen vegetables. Yeah. Uh, I, I just bought frozen turkey burgers. I don't know why I've never thought of this. I, uh, for the longest time, I'm sitting there stripping rotisserie chickens, cooking vegetables in the oven. I'm like, man, this is, well, I still do that sometimes. Yeah. But finding the practical side of nutrition, like these egg witches from Costco. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, money. Yeah. Like it's so simple. It, I was making it so complicated in the beginning mm-hmm. that I wasn't doing anything good for myself. I wasn't seeing any results yeah. because I was way overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then finding this practical side through frozen items and yeah. other fresh items in the store, yeah. it's been a huge difference. Yeah, I think uh, I kind of told said say that's like I do all like you turn your pebbles into mountains, like, like. They say it's meal prep. People are like, I don't have time to meal prep for three hours every day. I'm like, well, yeah, that that's you shouldn't. You're right. Okay. But like that's a pebble. It's not a mountain. Like it's not insurmountable. No. Like we just come up with a couple like practical ways to to adjust this. And like, well, I won't have time to eat in the morning. Okay, do you have do you have one minute to microwave an egg witch before you leave? Yeah, I have I got time for that. Well, let's do that. You know, like there's, there's these very practical ways, but, um, if you're not in it, like if you're, if you're, if you're just starting, like you, you don't have that experience. No. You know, and, and that, I think that's, that's where working with, like working with a coach, it does two things. It's that accountability piece. Yes. It says, Hey, we're going to, we are going to do that. But then it's two people bringing their heads together to solve a problem. Right. Um, like a lot of people are like, well, I could just get this diet off online or I know what to do. I'm like, well, yeah, but okay. If we take a, a five year, you know, <laughs> timeline of your life, mm-hmm. have you been kicking ass for that five years and put on all the muscle and lost all the body fat and maintained it? And, or have you been like on, off, on, off, on, off? Yeah. If the answer is on, off, then lack of knowledge is not what's keeping you from, when doing it it's accountability or consistency exactly. so um like the way you used to do it which might have been meal prepping for three hours every sunday 
well, that got turned on its head when you now have several kids. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> you can't do that anymore. <laughs> no, right? you, you know cannot. what I mean? And so he's like, oh, I got to f- find a way to still be able to, like, you know, the responsibility to eat healthy is still there. You can't just throw it out. And so if you're having trouble working through that, bring someone in who can have an outside perspective who also does this all day, every day, and has worked with thousands of people. I think that's like a big yeah. thing is like what people aren't saying is, um, all right, been doing this for 20 plus years, worked with thousands of people. The amount of inputs that we've heard <laughs> right, is beyond anything you'll ever be able to do unless this is your, your job, yeah. Yeah, right? And so we can provide you a very quick solution where you're like, oh, shit. Well, I never really thought of that. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's a great one. Like, oh, yeah, they make these things? Like, yeah. Um, the reason we are able to do that is because I've got a thousand inputs. Right. And just over time, you kind of learn how the, 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 all the different options. So you're thinking like, well, well, I either have to roast my veggies in the oven here or, or pull that. We're like, well, here's 20 different options. Does one of these work for you? And you're like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And then yeah. bam, the problem solved. You realize it was just a pebble. And so like you like you were going down that path and you like stepped on the pebble, like, ow. And we we're like, oh yeah, just like take a step to the right and you'd be good. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, and you sense. keep moving. Exactly. But so many people that walk into that pebble, go, ow, oh my gosh, there's this giant mountain in front of me. I I can't go forward anymore. I gotta go backwards. And you're like, I mean, that is the beauty of working with a coach. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like the um this my biggest problem was snacking and then lunch yeah like i like to go out to eat yeah not so much today but for so for my meal prep quote unquote i am whatever i cooked the night before like we cook rice or some sort of carb for the kids yeah and rachel and i eat vegetables and the protein yeah and so the next day I take the left that night, I pack a leftover rice and vegetables and meat into yep. one container. That's my lunch the next yep. day. That is the extent of my meal prep. Yeah. And usually I get two, two done. So she eats one, I eat one. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Do it again the next night. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. Because it, you know, uh, it takes the same amount of time to cook three cups of rice as it does one. It right. takes the same amount of time to cook three chicken breasts as it does one. So you might as well just cook all three, right? Exactly. <laughs> What's been some of the uh, out-of-the-gym effects you've seen from kind of making these changes in your life? So maybe some of the impacts in your family life, uh, impacts in your work life, all that kind of stuff. Well, for sure, me switching to early morning opened up my schedule yeah. to where I have more time at home with the kids at night. I'm not yeah. stressed about school. You're doing the school like in the morning now? I, well, I do it at work now. Okay, yeah. Now that I'm in this process where they require me to go to school, yeah, it's part of my job. Right. So uh, I get my, my work done in the morning. I get so much church work done in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I focus on schoolwork okay. or vice versa. Yeah. Whichever one I'm feeling. Um, there's been days I've done Greek or whatever class I'm in all day. Yeah, yeah which has been great. But uh, so that the scheduling, the whole schedule thing has been huge because it, it opens up time at night yeah. with kids. With I can cook dinner, yeah. hang out with the kids, play, watch a show with them. Uh, so that's been huge. 
I can imagine like it's also nice to not have that schoolwork looming over it where you're like, all right, kids, you gotta go to you all gotta go to bed and get you know, because I got three hours of schoolwork I have to do now. Like yeah. it's like you checked your list off and now you're like, it's family time. Yeah, like I can leave it at work. Yeah. Like I've always been a big fan of leaving work at work. Right. Uh, and now I can leave school there too. Yeah. And just come home and, and be present. That's awesome. Yeah. I bet. Which is nice. Um, any other areas you've kind of felt the effects? Well, at work, I play a lot. Yeah. I can actually play a lot now. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they're into this game called Gaga Ball. I don't know if you've, it's in like this octagon uh, that's up to about your waist. And there's a playground ball involved. And you hit it if you hit if you get hit above the knees, it's okay. But if you get hit below the knees, you're out. And so, okay. I mean, these kids are flying around this thing, slapping the ball at you, yeah. hitting it ninety miles an hour at your face just for fun. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a fast paced game. Yeah. And now I just I can keep up. Yeah. I can win sometimes. <laughs> they're they're really good, but uh, playing at work has been good. That's awesome. Like it, I can be active with my students. I can be active with my kids at home. Yeah. Uh, so that's been the biggest. I think, and I think an area that, that I see a lot of people underappreciate is your ability to engage and impact people younger than you by being able to, to hang with them physically. Um, because like, if you're if you're a grandparent and you've got young kids they're going to be active and you can either sit on the porch and watch them and which all the memories will be of them like sitting on the, you sit on the porch watching them work or watching them play um which like when you like i think if you kind of have this idea of like well come sit on my lap and let me talk to you for a little bit like that's not how kids work they're gonna be like whatever grandpa i don't want to do that <laughs> right you know I mean? yeah. like i want to go do things right um so your ability to your ability to stay young allows you to be engaging and impactful to those people younger than you definitely you know? um you being able to play with those kids and engage with them on a daily basis is, is going to make them build a, a, a better relationship with you where you can now pull them aside and say, Hey, I need to talk to you about something. Or like, they're going to come to you and say like, Hey Jeff, like I'm dealing with this. Right. You know, uh, where you probably want to have that same relationship. If you're like, all right guys, there's the ball, go play. Yeah. No, it, it'd just be me sitting on the sideline and yeah. them having, somewhat fun yeah yeah uh, you're just at that point you're more just like the something the word you're, like, the, you're the facilitator yeah i'm just an adult in the room at yeah, that point right you're not engaging with them exactly yeah. that's huge um all right so um you are a uh, youth minister at a local church mm-hmm. going to seminary school um i think an area and I'm curious to kind of hear your your uh, thoughts on this. We've talked about this out, outside of this a bit. So, um, but what I find is in in most churches, the the idea of like proper stewardship of your body is almost exclusively ignored. 
Yeah. It's never talked about. Um, and in, in fact, it, like in many cases, like the opposite is actually promoted. And like, I, I, I'm just thinking of like, like we'll be sitting in, in, um, in Sunday school and some will bring up a prayer request and it's, you know, um, it's like a parent or, or someone's dealing with like a health issue mm-hmm. and almost exclusively these, these health issues are at least impacted by a person's personal choices with regards to health and fitness. Oh yeah. And you know, we never, we, we never go, we will pray for them and oh, that's terrible. But I mean, we never go like, Hey buddy, like you're 300 pounds and 50 years old and like you're in really bad shape and I want you to be here to see your daughter you know walk down the aisle mm-hmm. and right now you're not trending in that and I'd rather tell you now than doing the prayer request of like you know Bob is going through heart failure at 55 yeah you know um but then on top of that like <laughs> then what we do is you know, in churches we have the, um, you know, we will, will every single gathering involves basically putting pies in people's faces and feeding them sweet tea, fried chicken pies, <laughs> banana pudding, which is kind of crazy because, you know, um, if we had a a room full of recovering alcoholics or people had like uh, recognition that like, man, I, I have this. I have this addiction, this sin mm-hmm. involving uh, the abuse of alcohol. We wouldn't be like, well, hey, man, come over and have some beers. Yeah, no, <laughs> it wouldn't even be a, an option. And it is like one, and I, I know this sounds harsh, but it is one of the few things you can look at someone and say like, hey, I can physically tell you have a substance abuse problem. Right. Like, I, I can physically, I can look at you and tell you have a substance abuse problem. You are abusing your body by putting the improper food in, in front of it and probably likewise um not you utilo- not stewarding your time well. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. You can see it. That's not judgmental. I'm saying like I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm saying hey, but I, I'm saying you can do better and there's an expectation expectation that you you should do better. And I'm reaching out a hand to say like let me help you. Yeah. Uh, but that like doesn't occur at all. Like, I know there's a, a long way around that question, but like, why do you think that is? Why do you think that's the the topic that's ignored? That's a good question. Um, the my the way I look at it, and this is part of the reason I really started looking for a gym, is like I preach the Bible. Pre, there are preachers out there who can can barely get out of their chair to get to the pulpit on Sunday morning because of all the potlucks they go to and how they treat. I mean, it, I remember, okay, I grew up in the Baptist church and yeah. they know how to eat. Yeah. And they, they know it too. And that's fine. I get to the Methodist church recently. Methodists know how to eat. Yeah. They say <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you do. And I, I went to an event recently um, out in Ripley. And it was fried chicken, mm-hmm. cheesy sausage potatoes, yep. barbecue, and some other delicious. And then, like, yeah. uh, literally a 
breakfast, I mean, a dessert buffet that was probably, I don't know, 30 feet long and <laughs> stacked with yeah. cakes. And I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm going to eat a little bit of dessert. I'm yeah. going to peel the breading off the chicken. Yeah. But like, and everybody's like, man, this is good food. This is good food. This is awesome. Bless it to the nourishment of our bodies. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, he's not going to bless this to the nourishment of my body. <laughs> this, isn't, this is the this, opposite. This is not nourishment. <laughs> but we as humans are God's greatest creation. Yeah. The, the scriptures say it. And according according to that, and according to uh, man and woman's first uh, commandment was to tend to creation. Yeah. Okay, that he says tend the garden. Well, the garden was part of creation. Yeah. So is that all we're supposed to do? We're not supposed to tend to ourselves, the greatest of his creation. Yeah. We're just supposed to tend to everything else. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. And so, like, if I'm going to sit up there and teach the Bible, i got to teach that part, too. Yeah. You can't just teach this is what you should say or do, and this is what you don't do. No, this is part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, stewarding your body – is part of it. And, and, and so I think people, we, we cherry pick sins that we want to confront. Yeah. We never pick the glutton issue, the, yeah. the obese issue. We see kids that are barely like surviving VBS yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, just the way their hat, their eating habits yeah. are. And it's kind of sad to see, you, you can't play this game of gaga ball yeah. <clears throat> without just getting profusely out of breath. Yeah. But I, if you say something, if you bring it up, or you don't want to rebuke them, but you, it needs to be acknowledged. And I think yeah. I, in a lot of my sermons, somehow I've worked it in. Yeah. Somehow, some way. Yeah. yeah. Not so much recently, but it, it, it finds its way into my studying and yeah. to my writing. Um, it gets important. Yeah. And I think it needs to be more of an issue in the church besides these ideologies and other sins that people cherry pick and care about the most. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a kind of a multi prong kind of issue. I do think to a degree, a lot of people are just kind of like oblivious. Yeah. And I think part of that is because they're just somewhat blinded to it because it is so prevalent. <clears throat> you know, it is so prevalent. It's it's not specifically laid out in scripture where it says like thou shall not be obese. <laughs> you <Right>. know, <laughs> I mean, there's there's obese people in the Bible. It just words it differently. Yeah. Well, and also it's like being obese back then was like, really almost impossible uh, yeah you, you, you had to be a uh you had to be a a piece of royalty oh uh, yeah yeah you had to work at it yeah yeah <laughs> um so i think that there is a degree of like obliviousness to it i also think there's a, a a degree like you said of um it's like well how do we congregate and historically it's it's been it has always been around food. Yeah. Um, but only here recently have we had the ability to make that food 
so calorically high while also living a lifestyle that is so calorically low, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, well, how do we, how do we continue some of these fellowship rituals that we have in place in a way that's not, um, (laughs) that's not detrimental to our bodies, you know? Right. And I think that's, that's something difficult for like the church as a whole to kind kind of work through. Definitely. And I think we use the excuse. I mean, a lot of churches use the excuse. Well, in the early church, this is how they met. They yeah. met around the table. And I'm a big supporter of meeting around the table and eat. food is a common bond. Yeah. And one of the biggest ministries I was ever a part of was called Feast. And it was every week, it was a potluck. It was young millennial adults that cared about what they ate. Yeah, And of course, there was always a couple of unhealthy options to yeah. mostly desserts. But I mean, it was generally good food. Yeah whole foods that we came around the table and ate around it. it, It's a bonding thing, but yeah, it needs to be. I also think people kind of like the um, meeting around the table was also done in the aspect of like, we are going to go fish or we're (laughs) going to go hunt or we're going to go plow and harvest and there was a physical aspect behind gathering the food that you were going to oh, eat. Yeah. It <laughs> wasn't just I mean? go down to the store. It was, yeah, you're right. It wasn't like, I'm going to go buy this, you know, 500 calorie per serving pie or cake. Yeah. <laughs> and it, then place it like that. <laughs> you know, there was like, I'm going to, like, yeah, I'm going to bring this, this grain or this bread, but I put in, a significant amount of work to, to make this bread, to bring it or to this fish or whatever it would be, you know, I, I, I'm going to go, you know, I'm harvesting these, this fruit or what I'm mm-hmm. pressing this. Yeah. <laughs> this is this wine, you know, like <laughs> I'm physically yeah. doing the activity of creating the food. So like there's a bit of like that. Um, and I think that goes back to like, we were doing these physical activities together and then bringing that uh, together to, to enjoy. It's like the day of rest you know, the day of rest is a chance to to be thankful um, and rest from the work. Mm-hmm. We just don't do any real work physically anymore. We're like, we really appreciate that day of rest. And so like, right. you know, I think like the idea behind, you know, okay. And, you know, I've pitched this before and um, definitely got that little David, no one's going to come. <laughs> behind like why don't we do like a physical activity a rock or something and then and i think and then eat the food you know what i mean i think um my statement's always been like hey look um if we didn't impact the church through this way we're not turning this whole ship right like give me five give me 10 give me 12 you know give me 12 dudes and, and let me impact the core and let, let that spread. Yeah. Just give me, give, give me 12 guys and let's, let's do this the way that we believe is the right, the right way to do it. And then invite others in and let's let our, the impacts that, that people are seeing this have on us. Like out, like I've said, let me, let me have a guy come to the gym 
and it impacted his life in a way that his wife goes, you better get your butt to the gym this morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, w- like when you go to the gym, like you're happier, you know, and you come home and you're a better dad and you're not as likely to like snap on the kids and like, you've got more energy. You're not laying on the couch, mm-hmm. you know, like you're coming home and like, I'm seeing this impact every other area of your life is like, go get your butt to the gym. Yeah. And like, let that wife then tell like, man, I just, I just gotta say like, I'm, I'm so proud of what Jeff has done. Like he's been doing this and he, and, and, and it's, it's, it's made our marriage better. He's been a better dad. And then like that is being told to that other wife who mm-hmm. then is like, let me get John's butt over to the gym <laughs> yeah. too. Cause like his butt to sit around watching, you know, sports all day. That's Saturday, right. That kind of thing. And that's, I think the way, the way that, you know, it, it, it happens. Yeah. Um, Organic growth. And, yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. You also think it, you know, I, I made the comment that, you know, I, I don't think as Christians, there is a reality that, um, you know, we are not perfect. We are all sinners, mm-hmm. you know, struggling through, but we are, uh, asked to, to live lives differently and, 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 and look differently. And, um, that should be in our actions. And then those actions physically are going to cause a different look physically. Right. And, you know, unfortunately the church just mirrors society when it comes to physical health and fitness. And, uh, you know, it's like, I, I don't think like having a six pack abs is a sign of a Christian at all. <laughs> but, no, but, um, the recognition that th- this body is a gift given to me and I should steward it well. And I'm, I'm going to struggle because we all do, but mm-hmm. like, I'm going to pursue that proper stewardship. I, th- you know, if, if enough people did that, then we, we, we would see that that difference in that change occur. I think so. You know, and then the, the outflow of that is the outflow of that is positivity in a million ways. It's like, you know, that like doing your body well, taking care of it is going to impact your, your mental health. Oh yeah. You're going to feel better. You're going to be happier. You're going to have less stress. You know, that's going to impact your marriages. That's going to impact your kids. It's going to impact your friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, later on in life, when the kids are out of the house and you and you're not having the same work responsibilities, you're like, well, like, how can I now give back? How can I disciple? Um, is it dude? You know, it, how can I get back? Is it through discipleship? Well, you've got a bigger capacity to disciple more. Yeah. Is it through? Um, is it through lending your time? Well, you've got a more capacity to like go and do work. Maybe it's, if it is uh, physical in nature, like you can do more of that. Um, if it's, if it's evangelism, you've got a greater capacity to do that. And you've also got a great, so we call like the, the greater lifespan and the greater health span. So it's like, you can probably going to gain five to 10 years by taking care of yourself. Yeah. And there's and you're probably gonna gain ten to fifteen years of health span, basically. Like you will be able to continue to be active in a way 
uh, not currently available to most people who are elderly. Right. And the outflow of that, the impact that you can have by doing that is great. And I think that's like, that's the message I try to get across to people when I'm talking to them. I, I think the fitness industry being worldly has kind of shifted most of the view towards like, well, fitness is like looking good in a bathing suit and doing kissy faces on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. just re- really easy. Like it's really easy as a mother uh, of three or four in, in your forties um, to kind of look at that and be like, not for me, not interested. You know, oh, easy. Yeah, yeah. You're like, not, you know, like, or to say like, well, uh, I'm not into that. That's worldly. Oh yeah. You know, I, well, all those fitness people, they're just obsessed with the way they look. And so, like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm more obsessed with my soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they're like, well, okay, cool. But, yeah, that's not really what it's about. Like, no. this is the impact that it has. And I thought that's kind of like the message I want people to take from it. Yeah. To hear. And it, when I was doing my no sweat intro, it that's what the focus was. Yeah. It was focusing on your future yeah. and not just about how you look yeah, and the improvements that it's going to do. Like it was, there was a lot, it was more, there was a lot more to it than yeah. just physical looks. Yeah. A hundred percent, which was great. Yeah. It was another reason that it was a no brainer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so do, when now when you're doing your studies, do like, do you have a new like eye for what the scriptures say with regards to like health and fitness? Yeah. I try to find things. Yeah. Um, I did a whole study in Genesis about that commandment yeah. to tend to creation. Yeah. And that it was just amazing. And then we've talked about people like Joshua and then yeah. Caleb. Yeah. It was like 80 something <laughs> and goes to war. He's like, Hey, yeah. He's like, send me. Yeah. Oh, wait uh, a bit. He's like, give me the giants. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like I can't do that now. Yeah. Uh, but he did it. But yeah, there's so much in there that I see now. Yeah. In a, I have in the past because, well, when I was sitting there studying the Bible eating Bojangles, <laughs> you're not looking for that. Yeah, yeah. It's all, I, what I noticed is like, man, like all the commands, they're all like physical commands. Like if you ever, like it's, it's walk, it's climb, like it's um, like to interact with God, like Moses has to climb a mountain. Yeah, you over know? and over. Yeah, like multiple times. <laughs> You At know? his old age. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like having to walk, follow God through the desert for 40 years, mm-hmm. like picking up camp, like literally having to build the tabernacle, like on a, a recurring, reoccurring basis. You're to, like, you know, most people can't walk a mile. It's like walking for 40 years in is the what desert. Required, yeah. required. Or, um, Selling across seas or, you know, it's, it's, it's all physical in nature. And I just, I, I just don't believe there can be the same connection had, um, without dealing some of that, with that real physical need and pain and discomfort. I just, I think that connection gets deeper when you, when you do something like that. So, yeah, I mean, you see, yeah, clear. Clearly, especially with Moses, that that's the one for me that's always been like I was reading, I guess it was Exodus not too long ago. And he goes up the mountain 
Then he has to go back down. Then he has to go back. I mean, it's over and over again. And he just does it. Yeah. Doesn't question it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be. He probably griped a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I would. But it, it's just incredible yeah. to think about. To, to get to God, it's going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. It's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to be painful. But when you're all doing it together, yeah, it'll be worth it. Yeah, I think, like, pull up Mount Sinai and see what it looks like. I got to pull it up right now. It's like, it's a, it's a mountain. Like, yeah. It's a legit ma- mountain. Oh, that'd be rough. Oh, uh, awesome, brother. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Um, any final words of encouragement? Um, or, like, what would you say to someone now who's kind of, like, struggling with their health and fitness and knows they need to make a change? For me... What I've learned is it's about your needs, not your wants. Mm. So like I was talking when I was looking for a place to go, what I needed was accountability and I needed somebody I could ask questions to, somebody that would encourage me. I didn't know I was going to get a whole gym full of that. Yeah. But that's what I got. Yeah. Uh, And so, and then putting my wants second, like my goals are to do this, but if I can't have these things, it's not going to work for me. So, and then ask, ask questions. Like, just ask them. Yeah. You're not going to sound dumb. Yeah. That's st- I still ask questions probably every day of the week to one of the coaches. I ask questions to the coaches every day. There you go. <laughs> I mean, ask the questions. I mean, I know, I bet, I know in my no sweat, I don't know how many questions I asked, uh, but – it had to. It had to just. They had to get annoyed. Yeah. yeah. Who'd you, who was your nose with? Well, my first one was with Keiki. Okay. And then my second one was with Angie. Okay. And I signed up on this. I knew I was going to sign up. Yeah. But you know, had to talk to the wife and all that stuff. Yep. And but no, yeah. Ask questions and put your needs. That's going to be yeah really important. Love it. Did you want to read your your bananas one? Uh, is it appropriate for the podcast? Uh, well, <laughs> it it's it was meant to be appropriate, and then it turned into a bunch of dirty men. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we don't need to. Okay, fair bring enough. That to- <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right, Jeff. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, brother. Yeah, I appreciate you. All right, MBS Fitness Radio out. Thank you for listening to NBS Fitness Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, follow us on social media, and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more NBS Fitness Radio.